Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain. But you feel it. That there's something wrong. You don't know what it is, but it's there. Like a splinter in your mind. Driving you mad. Do you want to know what it is? After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and leave whatever you want. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Precept Mastery, and I do apologize, uh, actually that was pretty good on what they did, uh, everything was actually working fine on the other side where they had, where we set up the link and everything, however, it switched, it switched as it was going live for YouTube, it, was, it wasn't doing it for Vimo, but it was doing it on YouTube side, so it was pretty good, I, that was a pretty good trick that they did, so what I'm going to do, also, this afternoon at 12, 
we have uh, after Sabbath going to be going on. So what I'm going to do, we're going to set it to where it just goes to the one certain location for YouTube. So we won't have that issue because it was pretty, pretty good on what they did. But, but we already know what they were doing. We didn't think they would do that, but they did it. We're not going to worry about it. However, I do want to let you guys know about uh, yesterday's teaching that we did. And I want to make sure that you um, see what's going on. So I'm going to get ready to switch over some things here to show you. Because if you still want the precepts for yesterday, and um, I'm getting ready to switch over and you can see that. Now, it shows um, one where you can reserve uh, for the book. But then you can also see where um, you see my wife's email is valjohn underscore 0714 at outlook.com. You can send your request there for if you want the precepts for the um, for yesterday's teaching to where you can add it to your your book of Romans. And then also what I'm going to be doing is later to where you can actually go into KJBU because some people have access to KJBU and some people don't because also most people who already have signed up with KJBU and was waiting for their confirmation emails. All of those should be sent out because I made sure that they, they did everybody's. So everybody who signed up, we made sure it was done. But if anybody did it like past Wednesday of last week, those probably not conf uh, got the confirmation. But anyone else, I can guarantee you, you have your confirmations. And now what we're going to do is uh, we're going to be picking up from Romans chapter 5, verse 11, and then we're going to move forward. So again, as people coming in, if you looking for the precepts for Romans chapter 5, verse 10 from the yesterday's teaching, you can actually email my wife. And, uh, and her name is Valeria. You can send it to her. And uh, her email is, I have it up here right now, is valjohn underscore 714 at outlook.com. So we can do that and you can make sure everything is taken care of from there. And she has sent it out. She already has it. So if you send it, she will actually get it. And now we're going to pick up from where we left off at from, from, from last week and actually as yesterday. So let me get this set and we're going to go through this here and we're going to go through um, and we're going to pick this up at verse 11. So I'm just setting this up to get this ready and let me have that going and we are set. So what's going on here from last week and from yesterday, we can see here in Romans chapter 5, verse 10, where we left off at yesterday, for if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more be reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Now you can get the precepts and understand why he was saying exactly what he was saying. Now you know why, because you got to remember, it's enmity to God when we are sin. We are in sin. So it's the same thing with his word. That's why he sent his word because in his word, he sent it to us. So that's why you see, even in the Bible, he separated himself from his word to send it to you because he can't look upon sin. And with that, he can reconcile us back to God. 
because he's the only one can get us back to God. We can't do this upon ourselves. We can't do this with anyone else. Can no one else tell you because they haven't been there. You have a lot of people will tell you they have been in heaven and, and they seen this and seen that they telling you a bona fide, unadulterated, low down, dirty dog lie. This is what they doing because it's not the truth. And he says the only one who <clears throat> descended into from heaven is the only one that will ascend into heaven. So that's the only one that did it, and that was his word. So everybody else sitting there want to tell you a bona fide lie, and Gentiles love making movies, and they like to get kids and do things like that to get you to believe something based on a story, but it's bas basically just a fairy tale. Don't get caught up in those. So we got to look at this, and that's why we go through Romans and we take our time. Now, we got to pick it up at verse 11. And don't worry, we're going to be putting precepts in this. And um, as I said, as people are joining in, if you want to get the precepts for yesterday's teaching, which gives you the precepts for Romans 5.10, you can email my wife at valjohn underscore 0714 at outlook.com. I will show that again before the end of the show to where we can make sure that everybody can get a hold to it. <clears throat> Excuse me. So now we're looking at verse 11 and it says, and not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord, Yahushua, the Messiah, by whom we have now received the atonement. Now, this is what it's saying, but we have to tear this down. One second. We have to tear this down to really get a good grip on what Paul is actually trying to disseminate out to us. Because we can have joy through Christ. And this is mainly telling you this, the atonement is telling you about the forgiveness, which is true atonement through the Christ, who is the high priest of God, the high priest of God. He's the word of God. We got to understand these. We got to look at the precepts to understand what's going on to where we're going to put them in. Now we're looking at this and it's saying that we have this true atonement. And I'm going to highlight that. I want to highlight that. And we're going to, cause we're going to be checking out this atonement thing. We got to check this out and really get a good grip on this and atonement. What you got to remember, true atonement is forgiveness, but true forgiveness comes from where you Stop doing what is sin and you completely turn and you completely do what you were supposed to be doing to keep the covenant with God himself. That's true atonement. True atonement. Atonement is not doing something and then later going back and do it again. <clears throat> That's not true atonement. That's why he talks about that in Hebrews. So we're going to look at Romans chapter 12 verse 1. And that's why I say this, the benefit we have with the writings, we can go up ahead and we can look at stuff. So he says, I beseech thee, therefore, brother, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Why is it saying that? Because we need Christ in us. One second.
Okay, we need Christ in us to guide us back to from which he came. Because we can't get back. We can't get back on out. So we need to present our bodies and let him be the driver. He has to be the driver to reconcile us back to God. So this is what you need to make sure you put in your rationale and understand that we cannot get ourselves back to God. Only Christ can, because he's the only one that came from God. And everybody will tell you everything else, but I'm showing you exactly what he's telling you. So we're going to look at a couple of precepts and then we, later we're going to put them in. So don't, so that part you don't have to worry about. We're going to go to Leviticus chapter six, <clears throat> because we got to go to the high priest and the high priest is the one that rests in us. And as he rests in us, <clears throat> we have to obey him and we follow him as he is our king or our priest. That's what we got to be doing. Get that out of your mind where people sit there and telling you that they're the high priest. Get that out of your mind because you have many people going to tell you, oh, I'm a high priest. I'm the high priest. I'm the high priest. I'm not that silliness all the way around. The high priest is Christ. The high priest is the only one can take you back to God. We're going to see those and we're going to understand the way you can get that true atonement to God. And that's why it says we also <clears throat> joy in God through our Lord, Yahushai. That don't have nobody else's name there. So don't let people fool you and tell you all this silliness and these lies. Because that's the one. That is the one who's going to get you there. So in, in Leviticus chapter 6, verse 6, we're going to look at this. It says, and he should bring his trespass offering unto the Lord. Why? We're going to see some things that are going to shock you. <clears throat> the ram without blemish out of the flock with thy estimation of thy trespass offering unto the who? Unto the priest. Unto the priest. We're going to find out some special things there to where you're going to get real good clarity on this. Because we have to bring our offering, our bodies, without blemish to the high priest. But this is an offering to God. So let me let me, let me me highlight this and so we'll get an understanding. We're going to tell you what, I don't know why I did that. Let me do this. <clears throat> so what we got to do, we have to... We got to bring our trespass offering to the Lord, but we're going to offer it and unto the priest. Why is it saying it in that way? Because we're going to be ready to find out everything. We get ready to find out everything <clears throat> on why we got to do that. So we going to do the offering to the Lord, but we have to bring it unto the priest. So as he's doing that, we have to offer our bodies unto God. But who's going to rest in there? Christ. That's what that's the that's the whole understanding here. Now, verse seven, it tells you in the priest, in the priest. It's Christ. He's the high priest shall make an atonement for him before the Lord and shall be forgiven him for anything of all that he have done in trespassing therein. You following that? You follow that. 
That's why it's very important to where you don't let people, people tell you they're high priests. But you have this running rampant in, in camps and churches all over the place where they want to tell you they are the high priest. But it's the high priest that's who's going to do it. And we're going to find that out. We're going to find that out. All we can do is direct you to him. As we are priests, but this is the high priest. We are priests, but they are the high priest. He is the high priest. He is the one who's going to sit there and he's going to get those things back to God. Let's look at uh, the other priest to get some more clarity on what, what's happening here. Hebrews chapter 6. Picking it up at verse 17. And it says, Wherein God willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs, the heirs of the promise, the immobility of his counsel. Understand what he's saying here. The immobility, meaning what? This is the unchangeable of God. Unchangeable. So if this is unchangeable, he may want a high priest, but now we have people saying they're high priests. We have people saying this, but it's only one. So this is unchangeable. Confirmed it by an oath. So he confirmed it by an oath. He confirmed this by an oath. And I'm going to show you a couple of things because I want you to see them. And then we're going to come right back over here. Let me, let me, let me, let me run over here. I'm going to do it over here. And we're going to check a couple of things because I want you to always understand how his words stay always connected and it never changes. It never changes. And when you sit there and you look at it in that way, you can never get fooled by people who try to push this false doctrine on you. So Psalms 89 verse 34, it says this. My covenant will I not break nor alter the thing that has gone out of my lips. This is the words of God. So he's not changing. He's not changing. That's why that's why he just promised the immobility. He he cannot change this. And we already know what it says in Malachi. We already know what it says there, because we I'm talking about I don't know who don't use this verse. Malachi chapter three, verse six. It says, For I am the Lord, I change not. For that reason ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. The reason we're not being consumed because he's not changing. But if anything changes, it's being changed by man, not by God, which gets us more in trouble. You follow me? That gets us in more trouble. Why? Because we'll sit there and tell you, oh, well, this is what he's saying, or he's saying this or saying that. And you sit there and most people take it. And besides sitting there saying, can you show it to me in the Bible? Can you just show me? If you want me to believe that, I'm, I'm cool with you, but I just want to be sure because my salvation is on the line. So just show it to me. And they, most of them, they're not going to show it to you. They're going to sit there and say, oh, now you don't trust me or do you believe in God? They're going to use something to try to throw you off. That's the problem. That's the problem. So it is impossible for the Most High God to lie. That's one. That's one. And as we still go over here, and we look at this in the cancellation and it says it is impossible, which is which it was impossible for God to lie. It's impossible for him to do that. It's impossible for God to lie. 
that we may have strong consolation who have fled for refuge, lay upon, lay hold upon the hope set before us. It's impossible for God to lie. That's what, that's what you need to really, really remember. Verse 19, it says, which hope we have us and anchor. This is the an anchor of our soul. He, he put this anchor in us it's a, and it's attached to your soul, both sure, steadfast and which entereth into what within the veil. He's telling you everything here and watch what happened. Watch what happened. This is Christ. It says whether the forerunner is for us entered. Who did he enter into us? Even Yahushai, which is salvation, made an high priest. He made a high priest forever, forever after the order of Melchizedek. Most people don't know what Melchizedek is. And I'm going to be doing a teaching to show more clarity on what this actually name means. Because everybody tells you it means something else. Everybody tells you it means something else. And I'm going to show you the point, but I'm going to tell you what it is now. But I'm going to show you and prove the point to you and show it to you in the Bible. But people always want to sit here and say, this is Jesus. And it's not. They say, this is Yahweh, And it's not. You have many people run across and they go through all these different um, books and everything outside to sit there to try to tell you what something is. And it's after the order of righteousness. That's all that is. This is all just saying. That's all Melchizedek is. That's all it means. This is the order of righteousness. It's clear as day. But this is the problem where we have people, they want to sit there and they tell you, they go through all over the web, and now they're going to teach you words and different things, technically, that was still written by men. And with those men, they're not showing you anything contrary than what the other ones wrote. But this after the order of righteousness. That's all they're saying. Because if this was Jesus, why would it say this? Even Jesus. Jesus ordering himself to be high priest. That's, that's, that's stupidity. We have to really believe and understand what, what's going on in the Bible. And it's important and it's deeply important to understand what precepts are deeply important to know what precepts are and to know how to run precepts because precepts when you run them correctly there's no contradiction nowhere in the bible that's why it's so important that is why it's so important here but he's a high priest forever after the order of righteousness and that's why he was high priest. That's why we said he's the one who can make that, that atonement. Why? Because the Lord Christ, who was made, who? High priest. He is the high priest and received the atonement. So once he do that and we have true atonement, we have true forgiveness of God. That's a beautiful thing when we have Christ in us and we get in true atonement because he's seeking forgiveness because we are turned from our wicked ways. That's the thing. People like to sit there and go, and, I'm sorry for this. I'm sorry for that, God. I'm sorry for this. That's lip service. That's li All it is is lip service. 
he say, you, you, you sit there and, and say this with your lips, but your hearts are far from me. Because when you're doing lip service, you see people will sit there and, and they'll say, well, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this. I'm doing it for God. Really? You're not doing it for God. You're doing it, you're doing it for, for notability. You want people to see you doing things. Thinking that you're doing something. The flesh in the works of flesh profit this nothing. Absolutely nothing. But you see people, they'll do things and do all these things and they're doing it based on God. Based on him. Why? They're doing it based on what they have read in there. And it's just like getting an instruction book. And you would look at it. And if I was building a, um, if I set up to where you can build a boat. And in the boat, I got the set of instructions and all the, um, the, the, the pieces laying there. And you see how to put together a boat. But you got to remember, I'm a flesh. So I'm going to give you the fleshly understanding of it. But we got to remember, God is a spirit. So we got to understand it from the spirit side when he gives us those instructions in the Bible. So when we doing it, we saying something that's spiritual and we don't understand what he's saying, we're going to end up doing it in the carnal. But that didn't tell you how to build his boat. We learned how to build a physical boat and he's not talking about a physical boat. He's talking about a spiritual boat. That mixes us up. And this is the problem where we sit there and we study and we're not doing the proper study and going inside the Bible to, to properly take out of what the Most High God is saying to us. Let's go a little bit deeper on this and let's look at Hebrews. And I know we got Hebrews over there on six, but we're going to go also on chapter five. So we're going to chapter five to get some more of this to understand. Chapter five, we're going to put this up for verse seven. It says, who in the days of his flesh, so in the days of, who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers, supplication with strong crying and tears unto him that was able to save him from death. Who was able to save him from death? That's Christ. Only one could do that. The flesh is already guaranteed to die. And the problem we have today, many people try to save flesh. It don't make any sense because flesh is already guaranteed to die. But right now, what's on the line is your spirit. So that's what you're trying to save. And it says, and was here, was heard in the, in, in that he feared. That he feared. Watch this. What goes on? <clears throat> Though he were a son, but he was a servant. This is what people can sit there and complain all day. People come over here and dislike a lot of stuff that we say here. <clears throat> Excuse me. They dislike what we say here, but yeah, okay. But the main thing is when you understand what he's saying spiritually, you can see how much clearer, how much clearer the Bible is. People would sit there and most people complain that the King James Bible is one of the most confusing books and they sit there and they want to make it plain language but you can see how plain it is when you understand what he is actually saying spiritually. It's just as plain as anything. Just as plain as anything. So it's through, though he, he, he were 
a servant, yet learned a learned he obedience by the things which he suffered. But watch what happened. <clears throat> and being made perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation. He became the author of that. How? He obeyed God. And unto all them that obeyed him. So we have to obey Christ. Because Christ suffering where he separated himself from God to come to us. And now he's reconciling us back to get us back from which he came. That's what he doing. So when people sitting there don't think that Christ suffered, Christ suffered going into these dead bodies. These bodies is guaranteed to die. So they dead bodies. I don't care how you look at it, flip it, script it out, whatever. They are dead bodies. But we got to remember that. <clears throat> Called of God and high priest. Who? Christ. Not a man. It's Christ. After the order of righteousness. After the order of righteousness. That's how he did that. That's how he did that. And we can see how Christ became that. We have to see and understand how Christ became that after the order of Melchizedek, after the order of righteousness. Because now we have where you're looking at two. And people are going to still sit there and say, well, this is talking about two gods. No, it's not. You're talking about <clears throat> the spirit of God and you have God. Same as you have you and you have your spirit. So God sent his spirit, sent his word to you because he can't look upon you because you're sin. So he sent his word to you to reconcile you back to him. And that's who became our high priest. But we have to be obedient to him, we have to be obedient to that word. And let's look at something. <clears throat> let's go to Isaiah chapter. Um, we're going to go to chapter 12. Pick this up. Chapter 12 and verse 2. Chapter 12, verse 2. It says, remember, behold. And that's why I always say that. And, and, and I try to get people to understand what's happening. And it says, God is. God is. God is my salvation. There's no guesswork. There's no thinking about it. There's no if God is is my salvation god is you can see it even changes in conversation because that's the end of that that's really the end of that thought but he's just gonna say i will trust and not be afraid but then it says also more for the lord jehovah and most people don't even know what that means most people don't even know what that name means or what that name is but it's saying the Lord Jehovah, because the Lord Jehovah is not God. These two is not one of the same. God and Jehovah is not one of the same. Because God is. Jehovah is my strength and my song. He also is become. He become. My salvation. Are you following that? See, people can sit there and complain all day. But the main thing is people 
have a problem with the way that it was taught. When you was taught a certain way and you was taught lies and misunderstanding on how to understand scripture. And they get upset when they hear something that's contradictory to what they know. Because they believe they know the truth. But if this, if Jehovah and God is one of the same, how did God is and then now Jehovah is become? You follow me? I want you to understand that. You have many people teaching that out there today. I want you to truly think about what you think about what you think about what you think about when you're thinking about scripture. Because the main thing is is this. This is the issue. Right there. That is the issue. Right there. So if that's God then this statement here is a lie. All within the same area. If that's God, then that's a lie. You follow me? I want you to understand that because many people are going to teach you different things in different ways. And we have to sit there and completely de deconstruct this entire Bible to understand what he's saying at all times. So if he's sitting there and we know that the Lord Jehovah is speaking of something else, not speaking of God himself, because God himself is salvation. He is salvation. It's an assurance there. It's no guesswork. However, Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. He also is become my salvation. He become my salvation. So this is the main source to where you can get to eternal salvation. Because without him, we can't get to God because it's no way to God but through him. You can't get to God. Same thing. You see people talking about there's many ways to get to God. That's the biggest lie in the world. It's only one way. He said, I am the truth. I am the way. I am the light. He's, he's telling you all, he's the only way. Only one, only way you're going to get to the Father, you got to go through him. You have to go through Christ. But we need to figure out what that name actually is. That's something else that we'll be looking at later. So we see that there and we want to get those precepts for this to understand what, what was happening here. So let's 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 pull this up. We're going to go in. We're going to put some precepts in there. This is for verse 11. And you have the one, as I said, most people didn't sign up. But um, if you want the the precepts for 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 yesterday's teaching, which was showing 10 you more than welcome to you can email my wife and she will um she would actually send you that to you by email and i'm i'm gonna sit there i'm gonna see if i'm gonna see if i can put that up there real quick and that's her email right there is um 
valjohn underscore zero seven one four at outlook.com and her name is valeria so if you email her and you can say you know her name is valeria and just you know ask for the precepts for uh romans chapter 5 verse 10 and she would get those to you i can promise you that and so those are that's for that one but we're going to look at more on what this is so now we're going to go to verse 11 we're going to put those in there we're going to put those precepts in there so let me get this cranked up here we're going to put those in so first one we're going to put in we're going to put in romans we're going to put in 12 12 and 12 and 1 we have leviticus 6 6 and 7 we have hebrews we have 6 17 through 20 we have psalms 89 34 we have malachi we have 3 and 6 actually let me move it down and then we move that down and then we have um hebrews <clears throat> 5 7 through 10 and we have isaiah have isaiah 12 and 2. so make sure you save it make sure you save it and then we're going to pick back up we're going to go down to to verse 12. we're going to go down to verse 12 and get a little bit more so in verse 12 it says says what and it gets pretty interesting get pretty interesting it's going to get really hairy up in here because Paul is really going into some things. It says, wherefore, for that reason, wherefore, for that reason, to receive this atonement, how we now can receive that atonement, for that reason, comparing as, comparing by one man, one man entered into the world in death by sin, and so death passed upon all men. So all men inheritance is sin. It's not one man is going to get out of that inheritance. This inheritance cannot be transferred. Meaning it's the same thing as people sit there and say, well, I'm going to steal someone's inheritance. It's impossible. Inheritance is, is by relation. You can't get around it. All men is going to die. So death was upon all men because all men inherited sin. For that all have sin. Exactly the point. Exactly the point. But the main thing is God had compassion for us. He had compassion for people the compassion of sin that came into the world. So he came into the world, <clears throat> which he came in and he was dealing with Israel. He chose Israel. So we can look at it any kind of way you want to, but 
that inheritance still is for the flesh, for the flesh, that inheritance is already guaranteed to go to which it came. And it's all to all flesh and all flesh is going to die. That's the inheritance of flesh. But we have to look at what's going on on the rest of it. We got to look at what's going on on the rest of it. And we're going to go to Sirach chapter 14. Picking it up at verse, verse 17, it says, All flesh wax old. You show me one, and people today try to do all types of things to try to look. And you can see they sell all type of, um, 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 you know, um, miracle drinks and and all you know the vitamins and you name it they sell it to try to keep flesh young you can see they make so much money on how they 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 can come on and they do certain things to still look you know in they in their 20s you see people walking around trying to still get that same look in their 20s in their 60s. You know, it, it, it was a woman, um, even to think about it, kind of, it just jarred my thing. And it actually used to crack up my wife. It was this uh, lady, she, uh, you know, when I'd be at the office, and we had to go over here to this one area. And um, I can't remember her name. I guarantee you my wife remember her name because she actually was funny to my wife. And what happened is she had flirted a lot. And um, she looked at me and she used to always say these different things. And, um, and what happened is she was really blunt about what she would say. And the, the crazy part was one time she was sitting there and uh, she was showing me a picture that that she had that was like, uh, you know, she was like in this, um, I think it was a cheerleader suit that she had did for her Halloween thing. She wasn't into the truth. And she's showing it to me, but she was actually just as old as I am. And she, and she sitting there saying that people think, people mistake her to be in her 20s. She looked every bit of her age. <laughs> But she would sit there and tell you, swear up and down, she looked like she in her 20s. And if you see her, you would see 20s left her probably 40 years ago when you see her. And I'm talking about, but she was so caught up into that. So what she would do, she would dress as if she was in her 20s. And it used to be funny. And, um, and she used to always come by, and she'll come by and come by my office, come by my office, come by my office. And so what I had to do is get people to come by my office when they seen her. So I so so one of my um one of the persons um that worked for me, I had them, I say, anytime you see this woman come in my office, anytime you see her, you come in my office. I don't care what you're doing, you come in my office. And they'll come in there. And so they kind of saved me from that because every time she did it every time, and boy, it was it was a it was a headache, and uh, it was it was a whole big old different thing about it. But she swore up and down. She she looked really 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 young, and she looked every bit of her age. So that's one thing about that. But the main thing is 
All flesh is going to wax old. All flesh is going to wax old as a garment. For the covenant from the beginning is thou shalt die to death. I don't care what you do. That inheritance, you can change that. Thou shalt die to death. You're going to get, the flesh is going to get his inheritance. You can't switch it out with no one. No one else is going to switch that out with you. All flesh is going to die. But you have a chance right now to to to, to save another part, but many people are going to miss that boat also. We've got to look at some more and we're going to go to Job chapter 34. Job 34, I'm picking it up at 50, verse 15. It said, telling you, all flesh shall perish together. All flesh shall perish together. Why? Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, so all sin gonna all, all sin gonna die. What is what is it? Flesh. All of it got to go. And man shall turn again to dust. We're gonna go back from which we came. We are going to go back from which we came. There's nothing we can do to change this. There's nothing we can do to ever change this. Ever. And to understand how that actually works until the same as I told you. Flesh and blood. Flesh and blood will never enter into the kingdom of God. That's why when people teach you and saying that Enoch did this and Elijah did that. Or angels came down and slept with people. They're telling you, they're telling you complete foolery. And it makes no, absolutely no sense. In, in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, in verse 50, he, he says this all day long. He says, now this, I say, brother, who's saying this? Paul. Paul's letting you know how this sin is going in, but we just are able to where we can glean from this to get the truth. He says that flesh and blood cannot cannot inherit the kingdom of God. It cannot do that. It's it's impossible. This is the part that most people try to sit there in and truly believe something else is going on. Oh no, I can get there. You have preachers telling you, preachers will tell you, they, they going to go there, what they want. The same thing, if flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, then you can truly understand in your own mind, how can a kid or how can a person die going to heaven and see people supposedly in heaven with their flesh and blood as they was on earth. So they look like the same thing because flesh now is the same flesh in heaven that it is on earth. You can see the lie. The lie is right there. How can I say that my grandparents have went on and now I die and I come back and then I say I've I seen my grandparents in heaven as they look like I can show you younger pictures of them here. And I'm showing you a flesh and blood body image. On a, on a picture. And I'm telling you that is in the kingdom of God. I'm telling you a bold-faced lie. 
because you see it right there. Flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. So how can someone tell you their parents, their people, their whoever is there in heaven? That's silliness. You can't inherit the kingdom of God. Neither do corruption inherit incorruption. Our bodies is corrupted. I don't care how you look at it. And this is something we have to get. We have to get past this. And the main thing is, is this body is already doomed for death. So stop concentrating and stop focusing on how you're going to save this flesh and start trying to save that spirit. That's what you need to be focused on, on how to save your spirit, not sitting there. Oh, let me see what I can. Let me see how I can prolong this. You have people trying to do all kinds of things, trying to prolong flesh. And it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. As as Yahweh even, he made that real plain and simple. In John chapter 6, verse 66, he made this so, so plain in 63, I'm sorry, in 663, he made this so plain. He said, it is the spirit that quickeneth. Christ quickeneth. Christ get you get you changed over. The reason he's saying that, and the same thing, Paul, I'm just going to show you this over here. This is not part of the precept, but I'm just going to show you this to show you what Paul is saying. See, Paul, Paul said this, the same thing. See, in 26, verse 7, he said, the, the spirit quickeneth. See, and it says, unto the promise which tw are 12 tribes instantly serving God day, day and night. Quicken. It quickened. Because he said same thing. He judged and stand for the hope that was made of the promise unto our fathers. So that's what he was talking about. But you see where he's getting this from. Paul is getting it from over here. Paul is getting that from here. The flesh profiteth nothing. Don't profit nothing whatsoever. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit. Exactly the point. They are life. This is this is why so many people get, get screwed up on, on scripture. Because they're trying to switch scripture as far as um, looking at scripture as something that you can do physically. <clears throat> In the spirit. So let's look at something. Let's let's look at something. Cause it's telling you clearly here. By sin entered into the world. And death by sin. And if you gonna die, then you're a sinner. That's how you can look at it. You have you have places tell you they never sin. So if they never sin, they never they're never gonna die. So if they die, they lie. That's all you gotta look at. They say, Well, we don't sin, okay? So they ain't gonna die. But if they die, they lie. It's that simple. But let's look at this. In 1 Corinthians, going back in chapter 15, we're going to go down, we're going to park down here at verse 38. Why? We're going to go down and we're going to move down and get some understanding here. It says, but God giveth a body as comparing it has pleased him. And to every seed he sowed, to every seed, his own body. Did everybody get that? 
because he's saying that every spirit has his own body. So just because you and your brother and your sister and your, your mom, your dad and everybody else, just because you can come from them, everybody still has their own body. Everybody has their own body. It's not because you joined or you came from your mother or you came from your father. Does it not mean that you're guaranteed to get the inheritance that they have or they can guarantee to get the inheritance that you have? The flesh is all guaranteed. That's guaranteed because all flesh is going to die. That's guaranteed already. However, with that spirit going to happen, it has its own. That's what you got to remember. Cause just because the parents get it don't mean that you're going to get it. Just because the child going to get it don't mean that the parents going to get it. God giveth the body as he please. And every seed, every seed has his, every seed his own body. So every seed his own body. I want you to clearly just let that marinate in your head. Because he tells you more. He says in verse 39, all flesh is not the same flesh, but there is one kind of flesh of men and another, another of a beast, another of fish, another of birds. This is why it's so important why you have people out there teaching doctrines and they're telling you that these spiritual things came down and got in flesh. And you have these men where they have in these books, they done wrote these books to Jash and all this stuff and talking about all this silly stuff. And with that silly stuff, they go into flesh and have sex with flesh and produce flesh. And the crazy part is we believe it. We believe it. They'll tell you all this, all these things and we'll believe it. Because as I said even yesterday, if God put a seed in Mary and produced flesh and it's no sin in God, none, and he produced flesh, he produced this Jesus from his sperm in Mary, that makes God impure. That makes him I'm pure. Because he can produce, he, he's producing unpure. Coming from his body. From the spirit. But we were created in the image of God. Not came from God. The only thing came from God was Christ. And Christ is perfect in every way. This is the screw up that everybody gets into. And they'll sit there and people will sit there and argue you down. You got these apologetics and everybody, they sitting there, they're going to tell you about this man who is God in sinful flesh. It's, I'm talking about it's stupidity on top of stupidity. So it goes on. And it tells you in 39, it says all flesh is not the same flesh, but there's is uh, uh, but there is flesh of, of men, flesh of beasts, flesh of fish, flesh of 
another a bird. And the point is, is they're also, they're also celestial bodies and bodies terrestrial. You got a spiritual body, you got a fleshly body. Celestial body is a spirit and the terrestrial body is flesh. So he's telling you, these are two different bodies. So the same thing is these two bodies can't even produce a child coming together and they have sex. It's impossible. If, if a celestial body go into a terrestrial body, it cannot produce a living being. Cannot do it. There are celestial bodies and terrestrial bodies, but glory of the celestial is one. The glory of terrestrial is another. This is the, I'm talking about when you get into these different doctrines, it's unreal on what they tell you. It's unreal on what they tell you. They'll tell you all these just crazy things to where they'll get you, to, and they get a lot of people to believe it. However, when they're getting you to pull you into it, they won't show you scripture. They're going to tell you out of their own mouth. And then they're going to make you use your own rational. Once you use your own rational, you're going to say, yeah, right there, that makes sense. That makes sense. He said, don't lean on to your own understanding. Why? When you do, you can be fooled. He says, you lean on him. So when you need to check something, you go back and you reference this with God. How do you reference it with God? You go right back to his scriptures. You can't get to his scriptures. He tells you this. You don't understand this? He said, okay, I will give you pastors according to my heart that will feed you with knowledge and understanding. You go to one of them and get the truth. Verse 41, it says, there is one glory of the sun and another of the moon and another of the stars for one star differ from the other star in glory. You, you see how he's putting so much emphasis even on these things that God created. The moon don't put out no heat. The sun put out all types of heat. Just heat upon heat. And the weirdest thing is we can take any anything and burn it with fire. And burn it with fire. And you'll see it going to dust. How is it that he produced this sun and it's been burning since the beginning of time and it has not went into dust? So technically, is that fire that the sun burns? Because if it fire, he should have burnt up. Or is it the brightness of the sun produces the heat? The heat from the sun produces the love that he has for you. These are things you have to think on. 
and understand what what's happening. The moon is it's not producing heat. Same as the stars. All different from one another. In verse 42 it says, So also is the resurrection of the dead. Really. The resurrection of the dead. So this is the same with the dead of the resurrection. Meaning what? What 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 is this? What 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 do this actually mean? Because we know what's gonna happen. So if flesh is gonna die and it's gonna go back to the to the dust also is the resurrection of that. You you following this? I want you to truly understand what, what's 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 happening here. Meaning this it is sown. What is sown? What is sown? Every seed has its own body. Let, let me let me highlight some stuff here. Let's highlight some stuff here and get some do some understanding. Because um you want to understand a few things. So every seed has own body. Now the body here, the body, the body there, right there where it's speaking, is the ones that we see. Same thing in a little while you're gonna see my mug up on up on the screen. That's flesh. That flesh you see, soon when he has my already my death date set for him, I will be die. I will, I will die. Cause that what you're gonna see is flesh. That's what you have to understand. That each and every one of us, when we look in the mirror, that body we see before us in the mirror is going to perish. However, that has a seed in it. That seed is the word of God. That word of God can grab your seed, your spirit, and take it back to God. That's what he's talking about. So this resurrection is telling you something that people are teaching you incorrectly. Because this resurrection is no different than a harvest. It's no different. So, if the seed is in the body and we are from the dirt, he put the seed in the dirt and the same as we have um, some elders, uh, they, 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 they big into cultivating. They like to plant things. We have sisters doing the same thing. You you put seeds in the dirt. And when it produces the fruit that you're seeking, you harvest it out. And if some don't look too good, some don't look right, some, you know, didn't come out perfect, you're going to toss them. You're going to toss it because you're not going to you're not going to consume it. But the ones that 
you harvest out that looks good and everything's good, you took it out of the dirt. The same as he's going to do your spirit. The spirit is the seed that he put in you and he's going to take that spirit out. Out of where? Out of the ground. And when he take it out of the ground, it's going to see if it produced the fruit that he was looking for and if it's not what he's looking for, is that really what he wants? He's going to toss it. So it's showing you the same way you see it in the farmer. No difference. That's what the resurrection is talking about. In the resurrection, in the harvest. So, so also is the harvest of the dead. You follow me? It is sown in corruption. It's sown in the dirt. That's all he's been talking about. This is all he's been saying the entire time. And then it says it is raised in incorruption. And what the seed was in there depend on how it was being nourished on its raising is going to see is it going to come up in incorruption because some is not some is not this is this is why this is why it's happening some going to be sown in dishonor some going to be in dishonor it's taking by a whole bunch of other stuff talking about a whole bunch of other stuff let's look at this let's go down to it so we're going to go down to verse 43 it said it is sold in dishonor it is raised in glory dishonor meaning what unfaithfulness unbelief it's a seed it don't know <clears throat> it's the seed that's in there and it don't know so you need that seed that do know feed that seed that don't know Very, very. It's a very simple analogy, but it's very complex in its understanding. So it's sown in dishonor, it's sown in the flesh, and it's raised in glory. He produced the weirdest thing. If you ever think about it, and, and many of them who like to plant stuff, and if you don't plant stuff, you owe it to yourself. Go, go, go get a little pot, a little, little pot might spend a dollar or 50 cents for it. I'm not sure. And, 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 um, you know, get some soil, put it in that little pot, go buy some seeds of anything, seeds of anything. And look at the seed, look at the seed itself and put that seed in that little pot and you give it water. And in that seed, you're going to see whatever you planted begin to grow. The more you water, the better it grow. The more you water, the more it grow. And you can take a seed and put it in another side and you can feed it alcohol or feed it peroxide something that's not of water and let's see what's going to produce over there 
once you see what's going on, he's telling you the same thing here. He's telling you the identical thing here. It's sown in weakness and raised in power. It's sown in the dirt. Dirt carries no dirt carries no weight. But it's raised in power because the power is the spirit that's within it that, that brought it up. So it's sown in a natural body. It's sown in dirt and raised a spirit body. That's what grows from the seed. I ho- I'm hoping you guys understand this. This is what Paul is talking about the entire time. There is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. That's why you see he changes gears here and there to show you the natural body is of the flesh. The spirit body is of the spirit. So it's impossible for a spirit body to produce a natural body and a natural body cannot produce a spirit body because the spirit has to be given and it has to be that seed that's within the body to where it can produce it. Everybody has its own seed. Everybody has its own seed. This is why it's so important. This is why it's so important. Two different bodies. Paul goes on a little bit more. He says, and so it is written. And so it is written. The first man, Adam, was made a living soul. Semicolon. The first man was made a living soul. However, the last Adam, what is this talking about? So he's, he's giving it to you in a carnal sense to where you can understand what he's talking about spiritually because he's telling you there is a natural body and you got a spiritual body. Let me, let me, let me highlight these. I want, I want you to clearly understand what, what we're talking about to where we can get it. Where we can understand what's happening. You got a, in a spirit body. I want you to understand what's happening to where we where we won't get lost anywhere. Okay, so there's a natural body, you got a spirit body. So the first Adam was made a living soul. He was made of flesh. Okay. Now the seed was given. This is telling you about another mankind, which is the spirit. Is all he's saying. That's why he's saying the last Adam, which is going to come out of us, is just putting it in its own way to where you can get to what it's understanding is a quickening spirit. So we're going to be producing other ones that are quickening spirits. Howbeit not the first, howbeit was not the uh, not first which is spirit, but which is natural. And afterward, that's which is spirit. That's all he's been saying. And the first thing is the problem is this. The first man is of the earth. That's why he's saying that. That's why Paul is clearly breaking this down 
and he's doing it in a technical way to try to make sure we get it. The first man was of the earth with dust. But watch what he does here. The second man, that's why he's still putting man, but even though we know it's a spirit, it's a spirit, but we, but he's putting it to where you can get it. He's putting it down in the ground where the goats can get it. You, you follow what I'm saying? He's putting it where the goats can get it. So the second man is of the Lord from heaven. That's that seed. It's that seed. So let's go down a little bit more. And it goes down. It says, as is the earthly, comparing the earthly, such are they also are of the earth. Yeah, many people, as I was telling you earlier, no matter what they're going to do, they're going to see something, they're going to do it in an earthly understanding. I don't care what they, I don't care what they read, they're going to do it in an earthly understanding. Meaning they're going to read it and they're going to do it. They're not understanding what it's saying spiritually. This is the problem. And then it says more. It says, as, and as, and comparing is the heavenly. So you're comparing now with the heavenly things. Such are they, also they are heavenly. They're going to do things that are heavenly. Most people don't even know how to do those. Most people don't even know how to do between the two. That's the problem we have. This is the main key that people need to clearly, clearly understand the difference between the two. 49, it moves on. It's saying, and he's connecting some more to it. He's going to add more to it. As we have bored the image of the earthly, we bored it. Same thing. You'll see me in a little while. We bore that image of the earthly. We shall also bear the image of the heavenly. Because why? The two images look different. they different. That's why I love using the caterpillar and the butterfly. Love you the same as the caterpillar eats all, but then you see it goes into its cocoon like in a dirt, but then it arrives as a butterfly. That's what we're trying to produce. That's what we're trying to produce. Goes better now. It says, Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood, it's not gonna happen, cannot inherit the kingdom of God. So anyone telling you anything otherwise, anybody tell you that Enoch and as I done teaching on this, they say Enoch is in heaven. You know they're telling you a bold-faced, unadulterated, low-down lie. Because flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Neither do corruption inherit in corruption. That's why you've been saying this the entire time. And now he gets in better, <clears throat> and he tells you one thing. He says, remember, behold, remember, I show you a mystery. That was a mystery, but he's going to go into this mystery now. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. This is the mystery of God. It's a mystery because most of our eyes are closed to what the truth is, so we don't want to see it. We have to be able to 
really go into in most people, especially you get men and women, men and women, they refuse to humble down, even though they don't know the truth and they've been taught wrong. They've been held into things that was wrong, but no matter what, they don't want to humble themselves and say, well, I'll tell you what, let me learn what is right. And you're going to hold on, <clears throat> excuse me, you're going to hold on to what was wrong. And you're going to die in your sins. That's why he says that so much. You are dying in your sins. Why? Because you're so prideful, you want to hold on to what you believe. It doesn't matter who he gave the knowledge to. It matters if you're going to follow the instructions on which it was given. That's the point. That is the point. Verse 52. So we, we all not going to sleep, but, 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 but we should be changed. Most people don't even know what he's really saying there. Most people don't even know what he's saying there. Cause all not going to sleep, but watch what he says in a moment. In the twinkling of eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. He said, he's saying a mouthful here. What is he making us trying to understand here? See, it's the same as I told you just a minute ago about the butterfly. So as we sit there and people go to your funeral after you pass and everything, and you go in back into the dirt. You're going into the dirt. Now, you'll see the same thing the one that God gave you is in dirt. And now you are going into dirt. You follow me? You follow me? So now you're going into the dirt. This is why one thing is not good to cremate. But that's on a whole nother thing. So the cocoon, so now we buried the same as the caterpillar. So now our spirit now goes to sleep. But when that trumpet sounds, Christ will raise his incorruptible and we shall be changed. We're not going to look the same. You're going to have a new body. Whole new, whole new look to you. So you see what he's saying here. So for this corruptible must put on the incorruption. So we already have to put on Christ to make this happen the right way. We, this corruptible body have to put on this incorruption. So if you're not accepting Christ, we, we don't. If you're not accepting Christ, you're doomed. And this mortal must put on immortality. How? Dealing with Christ. Dealing with Christ. Where so by one man entered into the world, death by sin, that's dead. That all flesh is going to die. So that, that death passed upon all men, we have sinned. Okay. All right. You're getting that atonement by Christ. 
We're getting that atonement by Christ. So when this corruptible had put on incorruption, the mortality should have put on immortality. Then shall be brought to pass the saying which is written. Death is swallowed up in victory. By that death, right he's talking about right over there. All of sin, we can we we can get the victory. But we have to be sitting there willing to let Christ be our guide. Not man. And that's our biggest problem we have. Man always wants you to follow him in some kind of way. And the Bible tells you, follow me as I follow Christ. All that's saying, and I'm going to tell you what that actually is saying. You follow me as I'm showing you the doctrine of God. I'm just giving you the understanding. That's it. But if I turn and give you my doctrine on what something I believe, on my personal belief and chase after another God, then now you follow me as a God. And that don't make no sense. That's what a lot of people do. That's what a lot of people get caught up. And it says, so this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, the mortality put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass, saying, written, that is written, death swallowed up victory. O death, where is thy sting? Because it didn't win. It didn't win. O grave, where is thy victory? Okay, we was buried. <laughs> where is his victory? We not there. We gave the dust back to what dust belonged to. We gave the dirt back to where it's gone, blown to, but do it have us? Do it have your spirit? No. You don't have your spirit. The sting of death is sin. <laughs> so you're already feeling death. When you're sitting there getting up in the morning, ooh, boy, my bone. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> you getting the, you getting the, you getting the whole, you getting the taste of death. You getting a taste of death. When you get cut, you want to go put on red, you getting a taste of death. And the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to Yahweh, which giveth us victory through again, through again, again, through who? Our God, our Lord, Yahweh, Shai, the Messiah, by whom we have received atonement. Wherefore, it goes right back to the point on what we've been talking about the entire time. Through our Lord, Yahweh, Shai, the Messiah. Through him. So, we're going to see something here. We're going to go to Genesis and check something. We're going to go to Genesis chapter 45, picking it up at verse 5. And we understand this. Now, for that reason, be not grieved nor angry with yourselves that ye sold me hither. Why did we go here? Basically what happened, Joseph's brothers, according to the flesh, sold his their brother into bondage. That's what we did. We have sold our flesh into bondage. We sold our flesh into bondage. However, however, this is the key. This is the key you don't forget. For God did send me 
before you to preserve life. He sent Christ to you to preserve life. And for these two years had the famine been in the land, and yet are five years which they are shall neither be airing nor harvest. But God has sent me before you to preserve you and prosper and prosper in the earth and to save your lives by great deliverance. Talking about that's I don't know what to say. And prospering, most people want to know probably what that means. I hate to go past this, so let me go back to it. Most people don't know what that means. But that means future generations. To preserve you, a future generation in the earth. That's all he's saying. That's all he's saying. So we, we, we want to understand what's, what's always going on here and, and, and really get what the Most High always have to share with us. So let us put these in here. Let us get these precepts in here. And make sure you already saved that because if not, I'm going to tell you, don't mess around. You didn't went through what I would have went through. So we're going to go into Sirach. Let me let this uh, go in for a second. We're going into Sirach. And some people have Ecclesiasticus, and it's Sirach and Ecclesiasticus is the same one. So, so Sirach 14, 17. We got Job 34, 15. We got 1 Corinthians 15, 50. We got John 6, 63. We got First Corinthians thirty eight. I mean no, I'm sorry, fifteen. Thirty eight. Fifty seven. And then we have our last I believe we have our last one. It's Genesis. It's Genesis forty five five through seven. Five through seven. Make sure you save it. Make sure you save it, save it, save it. Cause if you don't save it, I'm gonna tell you right now, you're gonna be you gonna I already felt that once before and I sometimes I feel it a couple of times. But but just make sure you save that. So I just wanna check, um I was wanna see, um I see uh Yeah, somebody got deleted out, so I don't know what he, uh, let me see if I can do this without he doing something. Oh, okay, so yeah, so, yeah, so make sure you guys, um, you know, when you guys are putting up your stuff to, to, um, to, to, to post stuff that actually makes sense and not just putting up anything. However, I just want to make sure that everybody uh, see that. And as I said, let me let me put my wife's email up there. If you didn't get the precepts from yesterday, from from Romans chapter five verse ten, and and you didn't have them down, 
I'm going to show them to you again to where you send this to my wife and just look at the one that Valjohn underscore 0714 at Outlook.com. Send that to her and she will actually send them to you. Everybody with uh, who can get access to KJBU who's already have access in there, I'll be putting those in there later today. So, so you can get them either way, but 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 some people don't have that. So we just want to make sure of that. Now I just want to make sure that um, everyone understood that pretty good because we're going to be starting. Um, we're going to be going through uh, after Sabbath, and in about another hour and a half which is going to be extremely interesting you guys can actually call in and everything and to where you can voice your opinion but we're going through some of those so i just want to make sure that you guys understand what's happening and i want to make sure that um you guys uh get that and how often do we have this how often do you have classes yeah we have classes every week so and um yeah, it's no 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 harm taken, you know, but um but but um we got we got one of one of our brothers, he makes sure he makes sure everything going on right. But the main thing is uh, we run classes every week. Sometimes they'll go twice a week. And and we, we have these classes. But on Romans we normally run it once every week and this is the day we actually run it. On Sundays. Now, I am gonna be doing um a teaching, um um we might be doing it this weekend on on Ruth because a lot of people actually asking about Ruth and we're going to go through Ruth which is Ruth is actually being taught in a way but we're going to go into and really find out spiritually on what Ruth is all about so we'll be we'll be touching on that so with that you know just trying to see did everybody truly understand what was going on because if so we will we will end up ending here and if not we can um we can uh, check a couple of more or I could set up something in the back real quick to where we can answer any questions. So um, that's what I'm trying to check right now. If anyone have any questions to where I can set something up in the back and we can meet back there and, and I can take care of that pretty quickly before we start up. And uh, I appreciate that. I appreciate it. Um, and see, and I'm trying to be real good about slowing down because we do have a lot of um, people that are seniors and I'm talking about they in their 70s and up. And, and um, I've, been, I've been told, which I do know I, I do have that habit, where I will speed up sometimes just to be speeding up by sometime I get excited, but then I'm just running through and running through and just running my mouth and, and I speed through precepts and, and then they trying to write stuff down. So I'm trying to be better off and slow down because we have a lot of people in their 70s and up. We have a lot of them. And actually, I'm finding out more. We have a lot of them. So I need to slow down because they need to be able to write them down. And, and, and the main thing is, it's not for me to, to sit there to say, you know, go back and do those other folks talking seeing some of them I don't know someone might have whooped my butt because I'm going to tell you when we was younger you know <laughs> we be in church boy everybody your butt belonged to everybody you act up your butt belonged to everybody then they taking you to your parents and then your butt belonged to them 
So I might have been touched up by one of them before, so I need to be cool. Other than that, um, I'm not seeing anyone having any issues. So with that, we're going to end up here. And hopefully you guys can join us back at uh, in an hour and a half, actually at 12 o'clock my time. Um, 2 o'clock Central Time, 3 o'clock Eastern Time for for After Sabbath, which we're going to be going through three hot topics, three pretty hot topics. And one is the can women wear makeup? And basically we're going to find out what's going on. We got to find out what's according to the Bible. So that's what we're going to do. A lot of people speak and don't show you Bible verses either or and that was brought so we're going to do those so with that hopefully um we get a lot of people come over uh you'll see over there where you can uh actually what i'll do what you guys to do do me a favor don't um don't um don't um what you call it uh don't put it on your don't what they do don't save it to look at it later don't save the 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 um after sabbath because i'm getting ready to switch it over to where it'll automatically go to where we will have the issue that we had this morning so don't click it to where as soon as that come on just just give us a little bit of time and we're going to probably give me less than 10 minutes and it's going to actually be switched over to where it's actually going to be it's still going to be on youtube and in the um in uh in um actually what well, might be some, well I'm not gonna wear in uh Vimo, but we're gonna make sure it happens over there. So don't worry about that. So with that, I see everybody else is pretty good. So we good. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna rest for now. We'll be back at twelve o'clock and we're gonna have after Sabbath. So with that, I say to each and every person, Shalom. Thank mm-hmm. you.